Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The winner to organize the 222 FIFA World Cup is... Qatar! The Qatar World Cup is finally here. But just what kind of place is hosting the biggest sporting event on the planet? I'm Kate Mason, and in September, I went to Doha to see things for myself. It was the weirdest day of my life. said Qatar is doing everything it can. How do you quantify that? That's the sort of thing you can just say. So basically they wanted to charge me under the Espionage Act. I've spoken to female footballers in the country, the first Qatari man to come out as gay, residents in Doha whose future is uncertain, and the workers who helped build this World Cup, all to find out how it's changed people's lives there. There's like so many like opportunities and stadiums for women to use, but like it's just that they don't want to because they can't. And the big question is what's going to happen after the World Cup? What's going to happen when that spotlight moves on? Physical health, everybody knows, but nobody knows the mental health. This is Inside the Qatar World Cup, the Football Rambles brand new three-part series. You can listen to all three episodes right now. Just search Football Ramble in your favourite podcast app. Here we go again, everybody. Welcome to the first 2022 World Cup Football Ramble. Ecuador have made history by beating Qatar. It's Monday 21st of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm David Cartledge. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson.
Well, hello there, everybody. It's that time again. Welcome to our first World Cup ramble. We're bringing you shows every day throughout the group stages and many more beyond following all of the action. Oh, gentlemen, I don't know about you, but today I feel Ecuadorian. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> what, what a start, chaps, to the World Cup. Eh? What a barn burner. Uh, we've had history created, Jim Campbell, with Ecuador uh, winning because Qatar become the first hosts uh, to lose their opening match of the tournament. And we were also, am I right to use the word treated to Morgan Freeman in the World Cup opening ceremony? Morgan Freeman was certainly there. Um, yeah. which was something I wasn't expecting. We were speculating about Robbie Williams a little while ago. He will be there at some point, but wasn't in the opening ceremony. Um, mm. I ju- just... Doesn't have to do it, does he? No. no. What? Does How much is enough? to do it. Yeah. How much is enough, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I felt like I'd sort of climbed through a sewer watching that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I think it's, it's good that the BBC didn't show the opening ceremony in favour of you know, highlighting... You know the, the reasons that everybody has um, considered this World Cup to be so controversial. It's, it takes mm. a little bit of that kind of um, spin away, but still, what Morgan Freeman? Yeah, Morgs, <laughs> come on, we, we we expect better. You've got a lot of good stuff in the bank, and I'm not talking about that. I mean, you know, Shawshank Redemption and uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But my goodness, you know, you. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Steady, steady. You've gone what? from one celebrated Oscar. Oscar bothering film to Robin yeah. Hood Prince of Thieves oh come on I'll not come have on. that I enjoyed Pe- it as much as you did I enjoyed yeah. the theme tune and the, yeah, the point. official soundtrack it. as much as you did but uh-huh. you cannot say that that's up there with his best look all I'm saying is we enjoyed it the critics didn't okay I appreciate <laughs> that makes me sound like Richard Key's Twitter feed currently okay but I'm just saying that Morgan Freeman he's, he's, you're better than this but anyway <laughs> maybe he's going to come back on. at the end and fix it all I would feel like if there's anyone who is going to do that. Is, is he going to escape? Is that what it is? I don't know. I, I, it could be. It could I'm be. sorry about all that. Living up, living up to his name, of course. Um, so there was a game of football. It was Qatar mm. 0, Ecuador 2. Yeah. Um, and oh, just a few minutes into the game, David, there was uh, a VAR call which, let's be honest, <laughs> raised a few eyebrows, but it was the correct call. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was a, there was a lot of mentions of uh, brown envelopes on my Twitter timeline at that time. So, and, and what, what didn't help as well was that story a few days ago about the Ecuador team apparently getting 7.5 million to throw this game. So this was kind of the last <laughs> yeah. type of start they needed. Um, but yeah, 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 it was lively. It was lively. It's, uh, it's what the tournament needed to start off things, I think. Uh, just a bit of controversy, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think yeah, you, you, I mean, you mentioned there was a lot of silly rumours doing the rounds leading up to this match. But a panda on local Qatar TV did predict that Ecuador would, would win the game. So maybe uh, all eyes on the panda, Pete. <laughs> All eyes on the panda. I think there was a, mm. there was a Hartlepool ferret that predicted uh, England to go out in the uh, group stages. Is that what uh, they're calling you these recently. days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I love a ferret. Up there, I think they're yeah. up there with pandas. I think they're much maligned. Uh, people get rather upset because they smell bad. But uh, yeah, mm. I'd, I'd much prefer a, a ferret to, to, to get involved. But it was. I mean, it's kind of rare because, like, when you're doing like a show, and you've been doing this for a long time. You know the things you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say, and like, yeah. but but We've this, gone close to the line already. Are off though, aren't they, with this time? Yeah. FIFA bent, absolutely bent. <laughs> Qatar bent. In fact, it's so fucking dodgy. It's so refreshing. I don't know where the boundaries are anymore, Marcus. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, go on then. Say something outrageous. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> can, it's all very dodgy. Can we just pull it back to the panda? Because I, I am. I, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I think I have been won over by the idea that it's not a World Cup without some sort of psychic animals. Um, yes, of course. But pandas yeah. are idiots. Like pandas are absolute yeah. morons. They they, they do need us to, to stay alive because they're so dumb. There are there's many a YouTube rep, um, rabbit hole to go down here with pandas falling over stuff and being being really dumb. I think having a panda for that undermines it because they are so yeah. dumb they're barely even sentient. Well, the panda got it right, Jim. Yeah. So say on your face. Well, do you, do you, yeah. do you want <laughs> the octopus back? Do you want Paul, Paul the octopus back? Is that where it is? Well, he oh, yeah. died, <laughs> David. We can't get him back. He did die. Well, he didn't he? Die. Yeah. Well, right. He was yeah. delicious though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The octopus don't have a big life expectancy. That was a while ago, Paul the octopus. I think that was South Africa, was Ooh. it? Was it, it was, it was I think it might be South Africa, yeah. Oh, yeah, 2010 or 2014. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Paul the octopus is definitely no longer here. There may be another imposter that's that's uh, popped up, um, mm. but but he's gone and, and maybe yeah. rest Sorry, in I'm peace, still not finished with the panda thing, Pete. Why, why do you? Okay. Why were you comparing pandas and ferrets? I just. I, I can't oh, let myself there, not there, ask there, you about that. There, there was a predict, predicted. Uh-huh. Um, uh, there, there was a ferret in Hartlepool that was predicting all of the matches. Um, so what, over a point. Yeah, yeah, just turn it out. He had three <laughs> balls, like standard sort of poly octopus nonsense. So uh, yeah. All oh, right. So it's just the general idea of it that you're decrying, not like ferrets and pandas. I have particular issues with. Hartlepool have a troubling relationship with animals, of course. Yeah, we're not allowed monkeys anymore, I suppose. Yeah. But it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I fear for the ferret. I really do. Yeah, for the ferret. Um, well, now we've got that out of the way. We, yeah, the World Cup is underway, everybody. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was a good start from Ecuador. I mean, there were two nil up within what was it, thirty-one minutes, and I think we all thought, oh my goodness, this is this is going to be embarrassing. But it was the former West Ham and Everton man, David Enna Valencia, who got the goals. Um, of course, he used to play for West Ham. I feel like every striker everywhere has played for West Ham at some point <laughs> and, and just not done well. Um, so yeah, yeah, he looked pretty good, and it's a, yeah. good, it's a good focal point for them to have an attack. And I actually thought they were quite impressive. Um, they got some good young players mm. there as well, and um, got a nice mix of technique, physicality. So yeah, there could be a cause a few people some problems. Yeah, I was. Well, I was going to say that because I think people look at the group, and the Netherlands, of course, are favourites to go through there. I don't think people give Qatar much of a chance, and it was Senegal and Ecuador. Where people would, oh, not to, 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 I mean, because Senegal, I mean, their main man, Sadio Mane, is sadly not going to be at the tournament through injury. But we know a handful of their players, and they are African champions. So they've obviously got a decent side. So I think for most people, you'd probably fancy Senegal to, to finish second. Mm. But Ecuador, what do you think, David? Could they, if you, if you think about what we know about Senegal and what you've seen with Ecuador, particularly in that first half, I mean, they could, they could, they could maybe get second or yeah, absolutely or no, better. I, I think absolutely. I think they've got a nice mix of players there. There's, there's probably a few that Brighton are looking at the going to add to that other contingent of Ecuador <laughs> players as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think they will cause people problems. Um, I don't know whether they've got many goals outside of Ena Valencia. Maybe that's the only problem there. But no, they big strong back four as well, quick fullbacks. Yeah, they're going to cause a lot of problems. I think I really I don't think they'll be ruled out. Yeah, I I don't think they'll have an easier ninety minutes, Jim. I mean, if you think about with South American sides, um, they usually play other South American sides, as we know with their mm. with their qualifying, and obviously don't have qualifying for Copper America. So there's no gimmies really. They don't have the equivalents of the, of the whipping boys like San Marino and Faroe Islands and and so on. So they've always got against. But then, I mean, you look at that Qatar side. You know, they looked very very poor, did they? Not? They did. They looked. 
I mean, just completely out of their depth. You know, it's a team that hasn't earned the right to be there um, because obviously they've qualified automatically. But in a in a quite dramatic situation where they've they've, they've essentially had to try and get their the, the the entire culture and and kind of professional aspect of their of their game up to speed in time, and it doesn't look like they've got anywhere near that. And understandably, that's no no mean feat. But I think Ecuador didn't really need to be that good to win, did they? They clearly stuck to their no. game plan. I yeah. know they scored from the most set pieces in in qualifying in South America, and they didn't adapt to the fact that they're kind of better on the ball than than Qatar. Uh, they they kept trying to play that way, and I think that's interesting. I think it's smart as well because it's how they're going to get something out of uh, out of Senegal or or the Netherlands. But I think. As I said, I don't think they had to be that good. They just did a sort of professional job on Qatar. Once the the penalty seemed really telling, like it, it was so so calm. You got the sense Valencia knew he was going to score that. It was kind of it was, it was sort mm. of easy, and the, the game just felt very easy to them. So I don't if, know how much we've learned about them. I do feel that Qatar are going to probably get a hiding off the Netherlands in particular. I, I, well, you do worry for them, don't, don't you? I don't think they're going to score a goal. No. Yeah, I, when I say worry, you, as in in a pure football sense, yeah. if, if if you see what I mean. But 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 it's true. I mean, this is the they they trained together for six whole months before this. Now we've seen not to that extreme, but we've seen host nations do this before. We saw or heard rather South Korea do that, but you know that was under Gus Hiddink, of course, and they they trained for four months together because they'd never won a World Cup match before. They turned up and everyone thought they were going to get pasted. They had some decent results just before the tournament. And then, of course, they reached the semi-finals. Uh, South Africa did the same um, under um, uh, uh, the uh, Brazilian Pereira, was it? Um, uh, in 2010 as hosts. Now, they didn't go through. They got knocked out in the first round, but they were genuinely worried that they were going to be dreadful and not they were going to lose all their games. So at least they got a point in their first game. You know, at least they 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 were still in it in the third game. I know people might say, well, that's a bit poor, but they were against France, Uruguay, and, and um, Mexico, you know, proper sides, even though France had a mare. But this side, David, six months they trained together, and they are the Asian champions as well. Okay, that was three years ago, but it still wasn't that long ago. This is very poor. Yeah, I just don't understand what's going on. Like, what have they been doing in training? I mean, surely a bit more like actual full match competition would have been better. I think Ecuador could have stuck their <sighs> under-19 side out and they would have beaten Qatar today. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they, they were appalling. They really were. And like I say, I just don't think they're going to score a single goal here. And, and and yeah, did you not think that Qatar had... They had a couple of uncontested sort of headers and stuff. And, 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 and Ecuador, there was a bit of space behind them here and there. And that's why I'm sort of worried about them if they're going to defend like that at certain times against a really poor Qatar side. They might be in a, in a bit of bother. But I mean, for me, the, the match just all hinged on... The, the goalkeeper Salah Shib just having an absolute nightmare <laughs> yeah. coming out punching yeah. stuff like he was lucky to uh, the, the first one was chalked off if you were ever going to uh, take a penalty against a keeper and just sort of think well he's going to die first isn't he it was going to be that goalkeeper because yeah. yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. so into trying to affect the game and trying to go first and trying to sort of impose himself mm. he was just having a bit of a giggle really yeah. and you've got like Ecuador and... players doing bicycle kicks to, to, to stop the throw-ins <laughs> going in they're just having a bloody lovely time <laughs> I think yeah, the other teams in the group are probably going to be trying a lot of long shots in the next two games, and that's where I'll yeah, be. Te- that's where I'll be telling. That's, that's where I'll be telling my players to do anyway. Yeah, but it never works out, like David. Whenever you go, oh, his keeper's dodgy. Test him. Test him. <laughs> yeah. I just find that it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't happen. I'll be honest with you, Peter. I've seen you play in goal, and you always volunteer. And on on behalf Excellent. of all outfield players, we appreciate that. His performance was a bit Pete Donaldson esque. Oh, although Donaldson, he was yeah, more definitely. leaky than you. But like, just quite <laughs> enjoyable for the neutral. Um, you know, don't know what he's going to do next. He's capable no, of a save, mm. but capable all, of the opposite. He, he could have just made his own goalkeeping kit, like um, 
like Jorge Campos, Campos back in the day. Yeah. I mean, that would have been quite fun. Like, if you're going to be that fun kind of goalkeeper who takes free kicks and and, and is like is yeah. a bit mad, like ju- just dress dress the part for my for my well, dress the part. I, yeah, although Campos's very very colourful kits might not go down very well in Qatar. That's sadly, good point, but, actually, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> do you know what the Qatar? Do you know what the nickname of the Qatar national team is? The Ooh, Maroon. The what? The Moon. The Maroon. Oh, the Maroon. Right. Okay. Yeah, because oh, they play Maroon. Yeah. Nice. There um, was a, actually speaking of kits, there was a twelve lot years of... to think of that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what genius. <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of very generic Qatar um, T-shirts in the crowd, which yes. made me yeah, laugh. I, love I was like, that. going, right, where's that? Were they handed them on the way in, or did, were they sent to their houses? Like, why did everyone have the exact same identical knockoff-looking Qatar T-shirts? Not even in the official thing, just, just the T-shirt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Well, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. So, yeah, Qatar, they're, they're up against it. There's no two ways about that. Yeah. They... Uh, could be knocked out after the first two games, which would be damning. I mean, it really, really would be. Mm. And, I, and I do, there's an element of sympathy for those players who are playing, you know, all eyes are on them, of course, and and they turn up like that. And it was, I th- well, the pundits were saying on the BBC, well, at least it wasn't embarrassing for them. But what I would say is, though, it was well, it was quite odd in the second half, apparently, um, according to a lot of journalists, that loads of, of people left the stadium yeah. at halftime. That was clear they on reckon it was. Yeah, it was barely half full, yeah, uh, right. and that might even be generous and as well by, by full time. Do you think that affected Ecuador, David? Because if you think about it, goal difference could come into it, and actually they just they just took it easy, and you understand that, so you think, okay, rest up, lads, you know, no injuries, no silly bookings or whatever. But they might look back at this and go, you know, if we'd have got a third or a fourth. Yeah, I was going to say, I have to wait and see how the group pans out, but they'll have definitely gone in at half time and thought, right, God, these lot of shit. Should we just turn it down second half? Yeah. And that's clearly what they're doing. They've <laughs> yeah. just said, right, let's not, you know, pull any muscles, let's not rule ourselves out of the tournament. They, obviously, the heat's still there as well, so they took it a bit easy, switched off. Mm. But yeah, yeah, they, they might regret it if, you know, like for the, if the other teams are sticking four or five past Qatar, because um, I don't really see yeah, yeah. Qatar getting any better, to be honest with you. So. Uh, chaps, before we go uh, to a break, a little callback uh, to Friday's preview show. Apparently, it has been reported that Robbie Williams will be performing in Qatar during the World Cup. He said on Friday, it would be hypocritical of me not to go to Qatar. Mm. Um, I don't condone any abuses of human rights anywhere. But if we're not condoning human rights abuses anywhere, I wouldn't even be able to perform in my kitchen. Is that ground for a lot warrant? Of, lot of question. Yeah. <laughs> Is that enough? <laughs> What's oh, in that chest freezer, Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> Good God. The mind certainly boggles. He will be performing at the Doha Golf Club on the 8th of December, should you be out there, which is uh, genuinely uh, Keys and Grey's local haunt, obviously. Um, so uh, what an evening. What an evening of entertainment uh, that, that, that you'll have on the 8th of December. Christmas will have definitely come early there. All right, everybody. Let's have a quick break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I have offered my services to uh, to go and coach. Um, the players, right. if, they want, well, if they want some advice on taking penalties. Mr Southgate, are you listening? Well, to be fair, I mean, there were probably other managers that may have been more likely than the woke Mr Southgate. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. <laughs> that sound clip was wearing jeans and shoes. Yeah. Boat cut Boot jeans, cut jeans. Yeah. and brown broads. <laughs> <laughs> and it, was, and uh, it had a pint a mile down the front of it. Yeah. Um, two terrible men uh, from terrible men to Gianni Infantino everybody he was re-elected re-elected this week as FIFA president you cannot keep a good man down um, <laughs> yesterday he did what can only be described as quite an extraordinary one hour long press conference where he defended the World Cup which he, he's president of FIFA so like Whatever I think of that, I, I expect that, yeah. if you see mm-hmm. what I mean. I Regrettably, I expect that. I think we all do. And then he accused, obviously, the West of hypocrisy with, with Qatar. And he stated, or, or started, rather, during the speech by stating, today I am Qatari, today I'm gay, today I'm a migrant worker. He also said, today I'm disabled and, and other absolutely downright offensive things. Um he, he, he later said he wasn't actually those things, but he did understand discrimination and racism and so on because when he was younger, he had freckles and red hair. He talked about being a foreigner in a foreign country. Now, I mean, it's quite breathtaking. I just It was just, again, on, on, on social media, journalist after journalist just saying, I cannot believe what I'm hearing here. Doesn't matter what paper they were writing for, what political leaning they were they, they, they leaned towards, nobody could believe what he was saying. And uh, and Pete, we've we, we're used to this kind of. Well, I was about to say we're used to this kind of bluster with FIFA. I actually think this is above and beyond. It's a new low, yeah. Do, do, do you think that like it's? You remember when like um, Boris Johnson um, announced <laughs> that he was uh, on, on his downtime, he would spend a lot of time um, making uh, little models of buses out of uh, wine crisps, yes. and, and that was reportedly because right. if you Google. Um, bus and uh, Boris Johnson, you'd have that bus with a big lie on it about, you know, taking back control, the Brexit bus, basically. Right, right, right. Yeah, and yeah. there was reports that he uh, gave this weird interview where he said that he creates buses out of um, wine boxes so that it would game the SEO and Google a little bit, so that then that, that, ah. that bus story would be, you know, down, down the listings and, and the weird mm. story. So is there a part of being in charge of uh, a regime such as FIFA, when they've when they haven't, who sort of 
run a run a uh, a World Cup in in, the, in this country that they have. He's just done it to obfuscate. Like, hey, look, everyone, I've shut my pants, and everyone's going, oh my god, I can't believe he shut his pants instead of actually um, yeah. engaging with but the legitimate, dead, uh, you know, concern sort of thing. Dead, dead cast strategy, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, is that right? yeah, that's it. That's or, or, yeah, yeah, it's called a dead cast strategy. Is everyone trying to Google Gianni, Gianni Infantino with hair? Maybe? I don't know, but I think with, with I want to see Set, that. I wouldn't mind uh, when Set Blatter was in charge. Of course, he w- he came across as just an out of touch old man, right? And he would kind of double down, wouldn't he? Yeah. If anybody, come on, you need to give if there's respect. Which again, looking back on it, you kind of think, well, yeah, like he was always probably going to say that. He's not going to sit there and go, yeah, it's an absolute shower of shite. This I can't believe what we've done. Whereas Infantino. I mean, look, I have sympathy with the young Infantino for, for being bullied for having red hair. But, you know, you grow up and you're going, oh, guess what? I was bullied at school. That's not very nice. Ugh, kids. Yeah. You, you, you don't sort of, if you have received racial abuse, you don't grow up and go, oh, racist, what are they like? You know, Absolutely. it's there. Totally, totally different things. And the fact that he that he came out with that shows you just how downright moronic he is. And then, of course, he he started going on about how the West is um, hypocritical about what the West is, uh, or Europe in particular, should I say, uh, to use his words. Um, and he's right. You know, European history is is got some awful, uh, uh, you know, largely awful, very bloody, very colonial, and all, all the rest of it. But are, are you trying to tell me that, like, say, I don't know, a journalist from Belgium can't can't comment on migrant death workers in Qatar because of what Belgium did? many years ago in the Congo do you know what I mean like what what we do what we're doing here Gianni mm. like he really is quadrupling down and defending the Qataris at every given opportunity in a way that I I just cannot believe he's doing this well I think there's a couple of things at play here which is firstly that Infantino legitimately doesn't seem to understand a lot of the problems mm. uh, that people have with with the World Cup yep. being hosted in Qatar and the the, the kind of human rights and, and the LGBTQ plus rights around it, and also FIFA took the money, didn't they, a long time ago? So they just they just have to eat all this. They have to eat it, yeah. eat it all and just kind of effectively deflect it as best they can to try and keep their reputation intact. Which is the the irony is supreme, given you know that the point mm. of this was supposed to be sports washing. Does it does this appear to have worked? Has this improved Qatar's image on a global <laughs> scale? Has it improved FIFA's image on a global scale? People joke about you know North Korea being you know being next, but that's the only thing I can think of that could possibly have been worse than this in terms of their image. Yeah, but when you say about North Korea, he's the one who said it. <laughs> like, well, you, you see, he's joking. He's any country can host an event if North Korea wants to host something. I don't know if he finished that sentence. Even like do you think even he went. Yeah. <laughs> even Talk he went. Johnny, uh, uh, seriously, uh, what are you doing here? Okay, fine. I think I've I've said enough. But I mean, David, what what do you reckon to this? Because it like this is the, he's essentially like the president of football. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The problem is there's a precursor in place, and the fact that he's got no opposition at all, so he probably feels untouchable. He's just been re-elected. No opposition again. Next time he runs, probably won't be any opposition as well. So I think he kind of feels untouchable. He can come out with all this mad shit and it doesn't really matter because no one's going to, you know, mm. put any pressure on him internally to really to walk away. I think there's been a precursor with Blatter, how he ran things, how he operated. Um, and I'm not saying Infantino is on that scale, but there will be something there, what he's doing, you know, that isn't mm-hmm. right. And the, this statement, I just can't believe that, that he probably looked at that speech the night before and thought oh, this looks decent this like this 
This will win them over. <laughs> yeah, this will win them over. It was just astonishing. And uh, <laughs> it was a bit madcap. I felt like he really lost his head. And I thought it was pretty grim, actually. I thought it was quite disrespectful to compare yeah. him being bullied for yeah. having ginger hair to people who were dead and also being threatened with jail yeah. and death. It's rid- yeah, absurd. Yeah. And then also to claim that today he is those people. I mean, yeah. well, to be fair <laughs> to any of us here, if we had to wing a speech for an hour... We'd probably say some <laughs> mad stuff, like on. Yeah, but Jim, even at your most craven, Jim, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't think you would go anywhere near. No, yeah. Not a like, chance. Like, because I don't think your brain goes even even glances at those avenues. Yeah. You know, why is he speaking for an hour? Uh, it's just What's too much. Game? I'm giving it's that too... to himself. <laughs> There's too much room for error. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up after five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. Learn from politicians, even the bad ones. Nice and quick, bat it all away, deflect, deflect, and even whack your fist on the table yeah. like bladder and go, well, I demand respect, I'm the head of football, I'm the, I'm the big man, you're yeah. not up yours. All of that, times ten, would have not even a- approached how bad. Yeah, no, no I can turn was. it around, everyone, I can turn it around. I can <laughs> I can shut everyone up. Just get the right combination of it's words. W- everyone it, think it's just fine. ends end, ends one of the sentences is what I would have said <laughs> if I was insane. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. He's turned it around. <laughs> Just, yeah. It was all a dream. Yeah, you, you had me going there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, well, you, he oh, can't Johnny. even use the excuse that he was drunk, can he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and that's another thing. Just quickly on that. Obviously, there's no beer being sold in the stands or the stadium, rather, in in, in the World Cup now. And that was a last minute thing. The, the Ecuadorian fans were chanting, "We want beer" during the game, which was you know, quite enjoyable. And they said, "Oh, well, because we respect the country." And da 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 da. FIFA, the same organisation who made Brazil change their laws, so they had to sell beer yeah. in the stadiums. Right. Okay. There you go. But they, but they are selling stadium. They are selling beers in certain parts of the stadium, aren't they? They're still selling them in the corporates. Yeah, the, the, which the would, higher up. Yeah, so which. Oh, don't, don't the corporate. Yeah, don't worry about that. Keys and Gray need their their lager. I think those start at yeah. nineteen grand. So you are essentially paying yeah. nineteen grand for a bud. Just let that sink Chicken in. Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know I'm not a drinker, chaps, but that does seem excessive to me. <laughs> to, uh, to a non-drinker, Marcus, you must look at beer and go, that's expensive for the things well, it mean, makes I, you do. That should I be can't believe free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes you a worse human being. Um, I mean, people moan about the, 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 the cost of a pint in London. My giddy aunt. Mm. Um, yes, and to finish uh, with FIFA, they have told... Uh, the the FA and other football associations in in Europe, I think Germany, uh, Netherlands, uh, and England were definitely three teams that were planning on wearing the One Love armband. Um, but they've told the the football associations of these countries that uh, that does not meet with FIFA's regulations. So there, I assume, would be punishment. Well, this is the issue, isn't it? Yeah. I think the FA and the, the the German and Dutch associations as well have said because they're planning to do the same thing with Manuel Neuer and Virgil van Dijk. They've said they'll essentially just pay a fine. Um, right. But this is the issue. They don't know if those captains will get booked because, you know, if you, 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 your captain's starting the game on a booking, then you're obviously in some sort of trouble. So let's see how that develops. But it's, it's be frustrating. Bold, yeah. be, it would be a bold... Re- what a... What a- what a scene that would be, a referee holding up a yellow card mm, for yeah. that reason. Good. I hope I hope a player Call fucking comes out. That would be what a fucking stage that would be for a player <laughs> to come out of some repute. Wow. That would be fucking yeah. brilliant. I'd love that. 
Would you like to see the little car that we saw in the Euros coming out? <laughs> what, Stewards what? running after it, pitch invasion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Now, we are recording this podcast just hours after that barn burner between Qatar and Ecuador, of course. So for us, it's tomorrow. But for you, good listeners listening to this podcast, it's today, England. We're up against Iran, 1pm our time, uh, GMT. Um, it's been confirmed that James Madison won't be fit for the opener. It, it'd be unlikely if he started, uh, of course. Mm. Carl Walker's going to miss um, the game. We, we, we knew that, and he would be starting, you would imagine, if he was uh, if he was fit. But other than that, um, Calvin Phillips, uh, uh, again, is kind of getting back to fitness, of course. Um, but other than, other than those, those, those three players, England look as though they've got uh, a clean bill of health. Uh, and how are you feeling, Jim, about uh, about England versus Iran? There's not been a lot coming out from the camp, has there? It's all actually been pretty quiet on no. the front, which I'm delighted by, because it must mean that it's all actually going rather smoothly. And, um, you know, the, the last set of England games we saw were, were largely terrible, but they were so long ago that they kind of feel a little bit irrelevant. So I'm personally, mm. I'm not really sure of what to expect from England. And this, this will be the same for every fan of every country, because we've not really seen our teams play in a, in a, in a while. Um, so I feel England should win this game. It would be ridiculous if they don't. I mean, there's a lot of people expecting England to kind of underperform mm. or, or perhaps, you know, to have, you know, reached the end of a cycle, et cetera, et cetera. But this game, even in that context, they, they should have enough to, to beat around. And, and I'd like to see them do that as well. I'd like to, I'd like to feel some positives as, as soon as possible. And it's nice to have the opportunity for that here. David, we know that uh, Carlos Quiroz is in charge of Iran. We know he likes to defend and his teams that he gets them well organized and so on and he was he was talking up uh, England and English players uh, in the build up to this game which was which was quite nice and I thought well, I see what your game is Carlos but uh, do you, I mean presumably you see England winning the game but does the, the the UEFA Nations League campaign does that still does that still concern you with the old three lions I think so I think like it feels there's been kind of a turn um, in how England play. I always said, I thought once the organisation and the defensive setup um, kind of showed some, some holes, then England are in trouble. And it's going to be a case of trying to convince everybody that they are not in trouble. But it's interesting to see now that the organisation has gone, whether they get picked apart a little bit more. Um, Iran aren't a prolific team by any means, but they're a good counter-attacking side mm-hmm. with a lot of pace. And notably, I think it's a really physical team as well. They've got a lot of big players there, a lot of strong players. Um, Medi Tarimi, for instance, the striker who plays for Sporting in Portugal. He's somebody who'll give the centre-backs a lot of problems. So it is going to be a tricky one. I don't think it's going to be particularly easy, but it might be the classic England waiver, just a 1-0 from a set piece. Yeah, um, It does yeah, feel like it's on. got the potential to be quite boring, doesn't it? But I think we're yeah. all still haunted yeah. by that Algeria game. I'm happy with any England win, really, of course. But I think you're right. I think that... If anyone's looking at the game um, and how Qatar played and thought, oh, maybe Iran, will they be whipping boys? It's no, no. They are, they're much higher than them in the rankings. And it's just, that's just, I'd be very, very, very surprised. Pleasantly surprised, but I'd be very surprised nonetheless if, if that was to happen. Um, Peter, Aaron Ramsdale's in the squad, mm. of course, and he revealed this week that he watched England versus uh, Tunisia in 2018 uh, at the World Cup in Russia last time round from uh, Lineker's Bar in Ayanapa. Cracking stuff. It's good stuff, isn't That's it? That's what we want, isn't I it? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch all England performances through a fog of uh, potential STDs, personally. I, I, really do. I, I want that fear. It, it, it gives me that extra sort of like 
edge, I think. If it's you know, ever I'm not go worried airborne. about the defence. I'm, I'm not worried <laughs> about the defence. I'm not worried about the width. I'm not worried about square pegs and round holes. I'm worried well. about... Well, other things and other... Yeah, all that, all that business. I'm just worried about... Pete's not know. worried about the width. I'm worried that's about chlamydia. The, the Marcus, away. Marcus, right, I'm worried okay. about chlamydia, mate. I know you are. I know you are. You <laughs> stick with me, son, and you'll yeah. be all right. Um, <laughs> um, now, one of our favourite sons, um, Kevin Keegan, was talking uh, recently about who might win the tournament. And among mm. the, the likes of Brazil and Argentina, he, he mentioned Italy, uh, which was quite enjoyable. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> is he just trolling Italy? Is that what that is? is I, no, no, I don't think he. I don't think he's capable he's of trolling. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He you're is. By the way, though, Karen Benzema is out for the entire tournament uh, with a thigh injury, which is which is gutting for him, gutting for France. I think gutting for football neutrals because you want to see the best players there. And of course, he is the current Ballon d'Or holder as well. But he is the first player to win the Ballon d'Or and then miss um, a World Cup in the same season since Kevin Keegan in 1978, because yeah. England, of course, didn't qualify. The well will never nice. ever run dry, will it? It certainly won't. It certainly won't. Um, Senegal versus Netherlands today at uh, four o'clock. I think that's. Uh, I think that's got a potential to be a nice one. Mm. That feels like it'll be the World Cup will genuinely get underway because it was just so weird, wasn't it? In the, the Qatar Ecuador, and then um, USA versus Wales uh, at seven o'clock. That's a nice one, David, isn't it? Who, who would your money be on for that? Um, I think it's. I don't think the USA have been very good recently. Um, they've got a few issues there, so I can see mm. Wales perhaps taking advantage of that. What Bale plays as a striker pretty much now, doesn't he, really? And then they've got Brennan Johnson from Forrest on the wing. So I think Wales should be, mm. you know, come out pretty de- in a decent effort, I think. Um, I'm expecting that. But yeah, I think the Senegal-Netherlands game is going to be really good, actually. Could see a couple of Fulham players on show, USA versus Wales. Anthony Robinson and Harry Wilson, you see, everybody. Keep your eyes peeled for those beauties. Right, now it's time for Betfair's popular bet builder. When you bet fair on the World Cup, you can use Betfair's handy app to place your bet builders and you get your hands on some pretty decent handouts too. Every day this week, you can get a completely free £2 bet builder on any World Cup match. That's right, pick any match this week and you can place a £2 bet builder absolutely free. We're here to place our very own Ramble popular bet builder for today's big game, England versus Iran. Jim, you're up first. What are you going for? I've kept it simple and I'm going for England to win. Ooh. David, what about yourself? I'm going for under 2.5 goals. Okay, under 2.5. You don't fancy it with Carlos Quiros involved and Gareth Southgate. Uh, um, Maybe you think it's going to be a... I'm more thinking about Southgate, really. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, fair enough. Uh, Peter, what do you reckon? Well, it sounds like Harry Kane's got a yellow card in him. (laughs) <laughs> due yes, to decisions he's made off the field. So uh, over three and a half cards, 3.5 cards. Ooh, OK. Well, uh, my uh, my one involves Harry Kane. Harry Kane to score at any time. Mm. We know he likes a goal. We know he can do them. He also takes the penalties, as we know, gentlemen. Good uh, he will be gunning to uh, get that golden boot again. Would that be? Would he, could he be the first player to, 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 to gain back-to-back golden boots? Maybe. Certainly a very rare thing, even if it has been done before. Um, of course, everybody, a £5 bet on this popular bet builder will return £53.19. If we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. Remember, you can place a £2 bet builder on this game or any game this week for absolutely free. Max one free £2 bet per customer per day, of course. Applies to any bet builder on any World Cup game from the 20th to the 26th of November. Minimum combined odds is 1.5. Eligibility criteria and T's and C's apply. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. 
There we are. Right, we're watching England together at Ramble HQ, of course, chaps, aren't we? Uh, and then we're going to be recording a big old review of what promises to be an absolute classic. Um, that'll be out this afternoon after the game, and then we're back on Tuesday morning looking back on the United States versus Wales. So there we are, boys. The World Cup, it's up and running. Uh, an unconventional start, one might say, uh, but we're looking forward to seeing England uh, this afternoon. Thank you very much, David. Thank you, mate. It's been nice being on again. Nice one, pal. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you, PT. Goodbye. And thank you for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll see you later. Gareth Southgate Supercoach. Boom, boom, boom. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 